0: Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your days. We're going to be spending the next 90 or so minutes with you all. We're going to be live until about 1 o'clock or so, and we will be giving you the latest and the greatest and everything that's happening in our local sports scene. In the next segment of the show, we're making a trip out to Ellender. We're going to Ellender Memorial. Have their coach, Coach Jamie De on the line. The Patriots are... Playing some good baseball in the early stages of the, of the season. Surprise, surprise! Right, a local team playing well. We'll have Coach Dela on to talk about that at noon. We'll have Butch Terrio of Home of Christian School. Coach Butch will be chatting with us about the, the his team start to the season. Home of Christian School is young, and they have taken a couple of bumps in the road along the way, right? But Home of Christian School has also gotten some wins under their belt, and they're heading towards the weekend where they'll be playing a three-game series with Hanson Memorial, so we look forward to chatting with Butch about that. At the bottom of the show, we'll do some Wednesday stuff on a Thursday. Yesterday, we didn't get to our mailbag, so we'll get to our mailbag at the bottom of the show. We'll talk some NFL, some free agency stuff happening, some NBA things are happening, some college uh, basketball conference tournament stuff is happening. We'll get to all of that at the bottom of the show in our lunchtime hour, hour two. But we've got to get to you all. Our local high school baseball scoreboard from yesterday, and then we'll also take a peek at the top 28 and see how things are going out there. Yesterday on the local high school baseball diamond, we had East St. John get a 16 to one win over McDonough 35. East St. John is continuing to play better baseball. Right? They uh, historically had been the team in our local 5A district. All oh, you know, they're 4 and 24, and you know it kind of would hurt to play them, kind of thing. East St. John has scheduled better. They have gotten a really strong start to the year, and they got a big win yesterday. Ellender gets a mercy rule win over Grace King, 10 to nothing. So Ellender gets a big win. We'll have Coach Delahusse on later in the show to talk about that. Donaldsonville gets a 24-5 win over White Castle. Good win for Donaldsonville in non-district play. And then that just about dries out our local um High school baseball scoreboard for yesterday. So now let's go make a trip out to the top 28 and we could tell you where everything stands. Division one non select, we've got some semifinal games that'll be played today actually out in Lake Charles. New Iberia versus Walker, Ponchatoula versus Rustin. Division two non select, we've got some semifinal games that were played yesterday. The number one seed in Division two non select was Wassman. They got knocked out last night. 48 to 42, number four, Bozier knocks out Wassman. In the, in the championship game, Bozier will be taking on number three, Carroll, who gets a 63-57 win over Iowa yesterday out of the Burton Coliseum. So you got Bozier taking on Carroll for the championship in Division II non-select. Division 3 non-select saw one of the best games in the history of the top 28, and that's not an exaggeration. And, oh, yeah, it involved a local team. Number one, Port Allen, gets a 77-75 win over Patterson, in three overtimes, triple overtime win for Port Allen over Patterson in a game that went back and forth and was just an absolute thriller. Port Allen will take on Winfield in the championship. Winfield got a 57-52 win over French Settlement, so we've got Port Allen versus Winfield in the championship in Division 3 non-select. <clears throat> Division 4 non-select. We have a local team, or a somewhat local team, playing for the state championship. Number four, North Central. Gets a 73 to 66 win over number one East Feliciana. They'll now take on Franklin, old Saint Mary Parish team just down the road. Franklin gets a 42 to 38 win over White Castle. So tomorrow, Franklin will be playing for the state championship in Division Four non-select. Division Five non-select. We've got Zawali who won a two overtime 81 to 72. Victory over Gippsland Coleman. Zwali will take on Anna Coco who beat Fairview 63-49. to A little bit of controversy in the Zwali game. A young man for Gippsland Coleman. Uh, did a slam dunk late in the game. Slapped the backboard. Got a technical foul. It was his fifth foul. A lot of people were up in arms. Oh, you can't call that. It's a rule. You can't slap the backboard. It's like to all these people on Twitter, oh, you got to swallow the whistle there. Oh, you can't call that in that situation. Oh, how dare the referee? No, how dare the player do something against the rules in crunch time that could put himself in jeopardy? Here's the thing, bro. We always have this idea that the officials are supposed to just not enforce the rules in the last 30 seconds of a game. Now, that's ridiculous, man. It's it's up to players to better follow the rules in the last 30 seconds of the game so it doesn't come down to that. I don't fault the referee for making that call. LeBron James got called in the NBA Finals with a technical foul for slapping the backboard. You know you can't do it, so why did you do it in that situation? Officials are being graded whenever they're calling games, especially on a scene like the Top 28. To ask that official to just blatantly miss a call to keep a young man in the game. No, that's not how it works, man. That's not how it works at all. So, yes, the call had to be made. It it happened. It happened. Look, if you want to debate and dispute and say that the rule's a dumb rule, hey, by all means, I think it's a dumb rule too. But the fact of the matter is it is a rule. And it's a cut-and-dry, very clear rule. And he obviously slapped the backboard. And it's as clear, like, cut-and-dry as it could be. And it absolutely, positively should have been a technical foul by rule. You can't fault the official for that. You can't ask the referee to make a mistake to save a player. No, that's not how it works, man. Like, get a grip. Put down your iPad for a second and look at reality, man. These people filming the games under the baseline, like, you're just trying to get hype and trying to be famous off of an 18-year-old success. Try to reevaluate your own personal goals. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm getting off on a completely different soapbox. Yes, it should have been a technical foul. Division one select. Scotlandville is the number one seed. They get a 63-43 to win over Huntington. Scotlandville is incredible. They'll take on Catholic of Baton Rouge, who got a 68-59 to win over St. Thomas Moore. So, Scotlandville versus Catholic of Baton Rouge in the state championship game. Division 2 select, the semifinal games will be played today. At 3 o'clock, Madison Prep will be taking on Shaw. And then at 445, George Washington Carver will be taking on Peabody. Both of those games should be very good. Division 3 select, we have our state championship game. Newman is going to be playing for the title. They got a 63-41 win over Dunham. Newman will take on Calvary Baptist in the championship game. They got a 52-47 win over Catholic of New Iberia. Division 4 select. Two more brackets to go. Division 4 select Northwood of Lena actually uh, <clears throat> got a win yesterday over St. Martin's Episcopal 62-47. to They'll now take on the winner between Crescent City and Lincoln Prep. That game is going to be played today. No idea why you would have semifinal matchups on separate days, but they did this for the girls' tournament as well. Um, I don't know why they do that, but that's just the way they do it sometimes. Division 5 select You've got a Voyals public charter in the championship. They get a 54 36 win over J.S. Clark Leadership Academy. They'll take on number two, Family Christian, who gets a 46 38 win over Rapides. So you got number one versus number two in that bracket. Uh, Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to coach Della with the Ellender Memorial Patriots. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7
2: FM. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers.
3: You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business.
4: Gulf South Homes
5: is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership, specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Houma or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes.
3: Here's Pastor Rick with a special message.
5: Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick
6: Warren. Would you like to live an extraordinary life? One where you make a lasting contribution that serves God and blesses others? A life where you use all your skills and abilities and talents to pursue your dreams? Well, guess what? God wants you to live that life. In fact, he created you To live a life of significance as you pursue the dream he's placed in your heart that's why i've written a new book called created a dream the six phases god uses to grow your faith it explains the process that god uses to deepen your faith as he moves you step by step closer to your dream you can go to pastorrick.com dream and you can get the first chapter there thank you so much i love you
0: Welcome back to play by play. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and our first call in guest is Coach Jamie Delahouse with the Ellender Patriots. His team got a ten to nothing victory yesterday, continuing their hot start to the season for the year. Ellender is now counting one, two, three, four, five and two. Coach Delahouse, good morning, man. How are you?
7: All right, we're doing we're doing well. Uh yeah, last night's win brought us up to six and two. Six
0: and two, okay, very nice, yes, brother. Yeah, yes, miscounted six and two. So the Patriots are rolling six and two baseball. That's some great work on the season, man. Talk about the way your guys are competing and playing, man. That's a good start.
7: Well, uh, like we kind of discussed before, the number one thing we always preach over here right now is pitching and defense, and we've been doing that really well. Offensively, we're still trying to find our stride, but. Overall, we're still doing a very good job. We're taking advantage of walks and taking advantage of running the bases right now. So we're trying to just put a lot of pressure when we when we get on the bases if we can. And uh, pitching staff have been great so far, and uh, we, we've just been really doing a good job.
0: Bro, that's the one thing that's been apparent to me. I'm looking at your results: four to one win, five to two win, thirteen to nothing win, ten nothing win, and even the games that you're losing, you give up six runs, you give up four runs, like. You guys are not giving up any runs, bro. I know you got to be awfully proud of the way you guys are pitching, man.
7: Yes. No, I'm very proud. And that's due to a lot of experience coming back this year. We have both of the Marcel brothers, Brett Marcel, and Michael Marcel, and, like, Brett signed to go pitch at Philander Smith. So, uh, no, he's been a big, big plus, and he's been doing really well on the mound for us this year. So I'm, I'm just looking for great things to keep on coming.
0: Yeah, very, very good. Uh Offensively, swinging it well. Tell us about some of the guys who have the hot bats in the early portions of the season, man.
7: Uh, right now, uh, like, like I said, I think overall we're still trying to find our stride there. I know, I know some of the scores are lopsided, but we've been taking advantage of walks. But uh, a few guys that are kind of high right now: Brett Marcel, Cody Smith, uh, who's coming, who's returning back from uh, his football injury, and uh, we got a few younger guys that are stepping up too, like Dakota Porsche. And Xavier Rodrigo, who are freshmen, so uh, just really excited right now. Just waiting for them to find their groove and find that timely hit consistently, so we can take take advantage of uh, opportunities uh, when we're on offense.
0: No doubt about that, man. Look, I gotta ask you this. I've been asking everybody this same question. Like the, the baseball in our area is just absurd, and I, I did a story on this yesterday. This week alone, there hasn't been a single local team to lose except for H.L. Bourgeois, who've lost to another local team. Our local teams are 8-1 and one this week. Our local teams on the season are 74-35. and 35. 13 of those 35 losses are because one local team faced another local team. Just about everybody would be in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs started today brother i've never seen anything like this dude this is just ridiculous man
7: yeah yes no uh i think uh, for majority of the area i think what's really helped out is the consistency having the same coach there with the same program and uh, and that's what uh, helped us over here but by south teravon i mean that's been the same coach for years at south South of that's been the same coach for a couple of years now it's just the program is building and and everybody's buying in. And that's probably the biggest thing. If you're buying into your program, anything can happen. And uh, that, that's what happened with uh, Salafushi's run last year in the playoffs. That's what happened with South on their championship, Vanderbilt, their championship. And then we gain another one with Lutcher uh, this year. So, no, uh, I think the kids are really just buying in what we're doing down here, and it's just consistency and and the, the expectations there. Everybody knows, especially in our district, I mean, that every game is going to be a, a, a match for sure. I mean, it's going to be a t- tough out either way you go. And But it makes it fun. It makes it fun for high school.
0: Going to the St. Martinville tournament this weekend. Uh, it's the LHSA site lists you being there today. Do you guys have a game today? And either way, who are you going to be playing over the next couple of days?
7: Uh, no, we don't have one today. We will make a trip up there tomorrow to Como. And then Saturday we have a doubleheader. We have Hanson Memorial and St. Martinville. Uh, Como is going to be a real tough matchup just because they in a tough district. And uh, they, it's the Lafayette area, too, a little bit. So the teams, when you start going up there, get a little bit tougher. But I think it's a good match. And with us getting the kind of start we have, hopefully we've got some confidence to keep building and we can actually pull this uh, pull this out
0: tomorrow. How's your defense been, bro? I'm Obviously, it's been pretty good. I mean, you guys, guys are not giving up a lot of runs, but I know in years past, that's been one of the things you've always said is, man, it, we just had that one inning where we have an error or two or a couple of walks or, you know, we we can't, we drop a fly ball in the outfield. How's that been so far through the first eight games?
7: Um, we That's been pretty clean thus far. We've been making a routine play. Fly ball's been outs. Ground ball's been outs. uh our catcher's been doing a good job, too, uh, blocking the ball and not letting too many pass balls by. That's been a real – like I said, that's the moment. The moment I got here was the biggest, strongest point is focus on pitching and defense. And this year it's kind of coming together a little bit, as I expected with this little bit older class, a little bit, and uh, some of the freshmen stepping up. But, uh, no, I've been really, really pleased with uh, how we've been playing defense thus far.
0: Coach, the one thing that stands out to me when I look at your schedule is both of your losses came on the second game of a doubleheader for the day. You've got yeah, a doubleheader was, coming on Saturday. Yeah, How are you going to yeah. better handle that?
7: So, we – and honestly, it's just been energy level. And I've taken been, – I've been talking with my parents and everything. I think we're going to try to do a little bit of uh, mixture, maybe give, give them some fruit through, throughout that first game or in between the games. See if it gives them a little bit more energy because we've just, just been kind of rolling into the next game. We almost pulled it out on Kaplan that second, that uh, this past weekend. But we just came up a little short because we started off slower. We actually picked it up towards the end. So, because I'm preaching to my guys, guys, with the three-game set, with the, with the first three rounds of the playoffs, if you... Uh, Lose one, win one, you got to play a doubleheader on that Saturday. So we have to get used to playing back-to-back games. So, no, that's been a hard thing I've been preaching uh, the last couple couple weeks now since the Homer Christian loss and now the Kaplan loss.
0: Tell us about some areas where you guys are looking to improve. It's been a great start to the year. What are some areas you guys are looking to polish up before we get into district?
7: The biggest thing is the timely hits. We have left over 84 people on base. So we need that timely hit to come through. We're trying to create that at practice as best we can. But right now, like you kind of know, everywhere they got a game going on. So more than likely, if we're not playing, it's tough to practice uh, most of the time. But, uh, no, I would say right now, offensively, we need to work on that timely hit. So that way, when this year comes around, we can we can actually execute and be able to perform and uh, help us out offensively.
0: No doubt about that, my friend. Well, look, we thank you so much for the time. Well, you know what? Before we let you go, I still got about another two or three minutes. I, I want to ask you about this. Um, there's been some big changes in the sport of baseball at the collegiate and professional levels. You know, the pitch clocks are coming in and guys are getting walked or struck out without even being in the batter's box we saw one the other day in spring training a dude got struck out with the bases loaded in the last yeah. inning but he didn't get back into the box in time lsu won a game because of that earlier in the season the bases are bigger there's no shift like i'm a little nervous about it i like some of the stuff i don't like some of the other stuff what are your thoughts as you're seeing some of these rules get shuffled around
7: Well, supposedly, especially in the major league level, supposedly they've been doing this in the minor leagues for a little while now, but I don't see the translation at all because it looks like it's still a huge adjustment. I think, honestly, I think that I know they're trying to speed the game up, but at the same time, it's been baseball forever. You know when you go to a baseball game, there's no clock. There's nothing going on. You got to expect sometimes to be out there for – Three hours, or even a little bit longer when you go to a professional game, then my logic get I understand you're trying to speed up the process, but uh, it, it's been that's what baseball has been forever. Now, I understand the clock, and maybe I think it's just a hair too fast for me But with 20 seconds, but it will speed it up for sure. <laughs> it won't slow it down, but uh, I, I would like to. We got to give it a shot, I guess, at first, and I haven't truly seen. What the uh, shift has truly done to the game yet? I gotta give I gotta see more uh, info on that. But that's gonna be interesting. I'm really intrigued about it.
0: You know what's crazy, Jamie, is that you know people say, "Oh, we gotta speed up the game." College football games last four and a half hours, and no one complains. Like I feel like <laughs> exactly. we've just gotta add more excitement to the game. And the problem with that, Jamie, is that when people do exciting things like bat flips and, you know, the trot around the beach, people complain about that too. So, yeah. like, you're not yeah. going to make I, anyone happy.
7: No, yeah, uh, you really – and unfortunately, you really, you really can't uh, – you cannot make anyone ever truly happy. But all you can do is try – but the thing is, don't take it from the game, though. I mean, uh, yes, I understand you're trying to speed things up, but at the same time, don't. Don't take away from the game itself because the game is pure, and, and a lot of people do enjoy the game how it is most of the time.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, brother, we're up against it now. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, Padna. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is Coach Della Husey with the Ellender Patriots. Look, man, I don't want it to be lost. We talk a whole lot about, oh, you know, South LaFouche is undefeated, South Terrebonne undefeated, Ed White's number one in the state, Lutchard's number one in the state. I don't want it to be lost how good of a job they're doing there at Ellender. Ellender's 6 and 2. And is the schedule strength the greatest? No, it's not. But these are teams that 5, 6 years ago Ellender would have lost to and now they're run ruling them. Coach Husse and his brother have done an unbelievable job with that program. Unbelievable job with that program. They've got six wins. They're not finished yet. They're going to get some wins. They're going to be in contention for the playoffs, if not make the playoffs, if not hosting an opening round playoff matchup. The thing with Ellender is years past, they didn't defend and they didn't pitch. This year, they're defending and they're pitching. I know they're going to have athletes. They're going to take some walks. They're going to get some knocks. They're going to steal. They're going to run well. If Like, their offense is going to be there. If they could stop your offense from being there with their pitching and their defense... They're going to be in position. And so far this season, that's what they've done. They beat Patterson 16-6. to Patterson's not bad. Patterson's got some wins. You know, rolling past Thomas Jefferson and, you know, getting run rule wins against Northside and Grace King. Like, they're in a good spot, Ellender is, and I'm super jacked up, super proud of them for the work that they have done to get themselves into that place. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We are going to make a trip to Homer Christian school and have Coach Butch Terrio on the line to talk about his team. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
8: The music on the bayou, the Rage Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM.
2: Hi, my name is Reggie Day. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund.
1: While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors. 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the back road, 325 1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority.
9: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins Onan, and and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano
5: Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Houma or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes
6: Combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing,
0: but Welcome I back to play by play here on K L E B. Casey Just Claire here. We go to our second call in guest of the show, and that is Homer Christian School baseball coach, Coach Butch Terrio, who's on the line. His team is three and five in the early stages of the season. Their most recent game came on Friday against H. L. Bourgeois, falling eight to six in that one. Coach, good morning, man. How are you?
10: Good morning, man. I'm doing fine.
0: Happy to hear it, bro. It's been a while since your team has been in action. Uh, it's been almost a whole week. Um, in the last week or so, what are some things that you guys have worked on to try to polish up your skills and get better, man?
10: Well, we took this whole week pretty much to kind of polish up on our little hidden skills and and learning the verbiage that we would use. Like just, to, just you know, like we said before, our team's kind of young. So when I'm sitting in the third base box and try to tell them something, sometimes that, you know that they don't understand what I'm tra- trying to tell them. So we spend this whole time on working on communication from from the batter's box to the coach's box from batter's box to the dugout just on the the terms we would use to quick fix some swings and stuff like that so see if maybe we could try to get a couple more runs
0: it's been a little bit of a tough start 3 and 5 but as you said you guys are young and you're losing to a lot of 5A schools too but with all that having been said partner I'm looking at the schedule. I feel like you guys are close. I know Terrebonne's good. they you know, they beat you 7 yeah. to 3. I know Bourgeois is good. They beat you by one run once, by two runs the other time. Like I feel like you guys are going to see some of that success later on this year because I think y'all are really close.
10: We are close like you said Casey. You know, uh we're going to be a much better club at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year. I'm I'm very pleased of where we are. I would definitely love to score a couple more runs. Uh very, very pleased with our pitching. Uh, a lot of guys going seven innings each and every day, uh, so that helps out. Uh, just the experience that we're getting uh, playing these five A schools and the speed of the, of the game at five A is doing us a whole bunch of good. And, and look, we we've been in every game. It's been one pitch or one walk or one error that that kept us away from getting those victories. So any, at any time, any luck could have came our way. Yeah, we we, we could have a different different record right now.
0: What's hurting the offense, man? Is it strikeouts? Is it lack of timely hits? You know, not getting buns down? Or is it maybe just a little bit of everything?
10: Well, uh, it's strikeouts, uh, to be honest with you. Um, we start to hit the ball a lot harder now. It's coming off the bat a lot better. But we are striking out a lot. We're not taking the walks that we need. Uh, we, we've taken a lot of first pitch, second pitch strikes. And that, that's kind of disappointing to me because we preach and, and preach and preach about attack the fastball, you know don't get yourself in a in a bind and uh, we just i don't know what the philosophy was before anything of, of of hey let's take a look at one but you know sometimes that person's the best one to go after and we we've seen a lot of that go across the board right there so we need to really just get aggressive at the sticks
0: back at it against Riverdale on Monday on the road uh oh, tell we us play tonight. Oh you guys play tonight?
10: I I don't see that on yeah, the schedule. We, What's
0: going on tonight?
10: Well that's that tournament, you know cuz the tournaments aren't usually listed on the schedule. Um but uh, we, we are in that Morgan City tournament. Uh, okay, City, awesome. Uh, Central Catholic tournament. Yep, so we play Morgan City tonight. We got Central Catholic tomorrow, and we got Central Lafourche on um, Saturday. So, let me, you know, I was reading one of your articles in your podcast today talking about the talent in this area. You ain't got to go far to find a baseball team. i tell you that right now.
0: Oh, no, man. Look, it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I, I was going over the numbers earlier, 74 and 35 in our area right now, and look, you break it down further, you know, thirteen of those thirty-five losses are because teams in the area are facing other teams in the area. When a team from our area is facing a team outside of the area, we're sixty-one and twenty-three, Butch. That's a seventy-two percent win clip in baseball. That's ridiculous, man.
10: And that's why it's kind of hard not to be disappointed to sitting at three or five, Keith. You know, just about who we play. at. You know, I looked at our schedule. You know, and we're looking at the PowerPoints and You know, always doing that. And the first, the first one I go to is five-eight. Go to Division One. Select uh, non-select, and like half our schedules in there. and then they just say, "Okay, man, why we did that?" That's because half that schedules in our backyard, and we ain't got to go far to find competition. And it, it's just a great, great problem to have. You know, it's just so exciting around the board of all the players you got on every team, and just the competition when guys go at it each and every day. It, it, it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. And look, one of the things I like to ask Coach Chan Legitros about because you know we do all of their games on the radio is, uh-huh. you know, how do you mix and match your lineup, right? And Chandler's usually the type of guy that, hey, if, if we're winning ballgames, we're going to kind of leave that one through nine as, as steady as we can. Mm-hmm. How do you juggle that, bro? Are you still tinkering with that? I know you said your offense is struggling. Are you still trying oh, to find that one through nine? Yeah.
10: But yeah, we, we you know, I, I'm still trying to find the right mix of, of speed, power, uh, and, you know, guys that's going to extend at-bats. Uh, what I like to do usually is I, I, my, one of the major stats I like is all-base percentage. And, I I mean, at the end of the day, I could go ahead and make a lineup on top of my head and, and just keep going with it and, and then look at the game change or whatever the stat is by the end of the day. I promise you that one through whatever it is is going strictly off of how that, that on-base percentage is. So I, I really depend on that on-base percentage graphic
0: more than anything else. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. What are some things you guys are looking to get accomplished over the weekend? What are some things you're hoping to see from your team?
10: Well, of course, we're playing – uh, well, it was Market City. I don't know if they're 4A or 5A. 4A. But uh, – I know we're playing a four A and a five A schools. Uh, hopefully that we could we could punch a couple more than they can and get a couple wins, get us back up in those power rankings, get us probably back in the top ten, and just have a real good classic battle against Central Catholic on Saturday or on Friday night. I think that's going to be just a great game Friday night at six thirty at their place. You know, I think that's just going to be a good playoff environment right there. That's against I would think two equally matched up teams just trying to get a win right now.
0: Where? Uh you you know you mentioned youth where exactly on the the depth chart are you guys the youngest Where are you know where are you guys got you know playing those eighth graders and those ninth graders everywhere oh okay
10: <laughs> everywhere i mean my I see my catches is a sophomore my third baseman is a sophomore my shortstop is a sophomore my second baseman is a could be a freshman uh or a junior my first baseman is a junior my outfielder is a sophomore sophomore and sophomore
0: you didn't mention a single senior, bro. Do you have any seniors? Oh, wait,
10: I'm sorry, I do have one. I got, I got Hayden Blatch I got Dom uh, and Dom that plays in outfield every now and then. But they coming in and out. And I know Hayden Hayden comes from the infield and the outfield, and he helps us out a lot. So,
0: well, man, you guys got to be awfully excited. Like it's almost a situation where any juice you squeeze out of the orange now is going to just lead to a you know a better situation going forward. Because you're going to have this group for a long time.
10: And I possibly got. Uh, I have three more sophomores that transferred from area schools that are ineligible this year that could probably play a lot of innings on this team, or if not, start, to be honest with you. So we, we, we got three more that's on the bench that can't play right now that would definitely make our baseball team better.
0: Oh, that's amazing, man. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Good luck this weekend, Ponda. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yep, that is Coach Butch Terrio with Home Christian School. We let him go a little early because it sounded like they had like, some recess or changing classes or something going on over there. Uh, Want to let him do his job. But as we know, at the end of the day, man, those guys are still teachers first and they've got some school responsibilities that, that they got to take care of. Central Catholic Tournament this weekend. A lot of local teams will be competing in that. We look forward to seeing how the results will shake themselves out. I just can't get over those numbers, man. And I, I You guys probably think, oh, he's just you know reading this because – he wants to you know talk about bayou sports now that's not at all what i'm doing this week our local teams are eight and one this week our local teams have outscored their opponents 65 to 26. four teams have scored 10 plus runs in their wins two teams have recorded a shutout the only loss was south Terrebonne beating hl bourgeois in in extra innings by the way so oh yeah uh, there hasn't been a local team lose a 7-inning game all week. LaFouche Parish is 27-8 in high school baseball. Terrebonne's 39-24. and 24. <clears throat> Our area, when you throw assumption in there, is 74 and is 74-35. We've got five teams in the top 10, nine teams in the top 20, and two teams, South Terrebonne and E.D. White, are both number one in their respective classes. It's early. The season's only about a third of the way through. But that's 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 absurdly good, man. That You know, not absurdly good. That's not the right. That's historically good. We've never done this before. When I was at South Lafouche, we would go as students and make a student section at the games, and we would know, like, all right, well, I mean, it's only going to be a five-inning game. Like, we're going to get run-ruled. I remember we faced Ryan Perlou and East St. John one time. And we were out there cutting up and having a good time. I believe we allowed like a 12-run inning or something like that and got run-rolled. Like, that just doesn't happen anymore. The teams are so good and they're so competitive. And, you know, we've got teams that are going to be playing playoff baseball for deep into the postseason across multiple brackets. We're going to have multiple teams that are going to be at home hosting three-game series. Those programs and those schools are going to make a mint in April and May and you love to see it. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to talk about some NFL things, some NBA things, all that and more. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
0: It's Mike to tell you for Neal
8: Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely Residential Zero Turn Moors show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRue, And Thibodeau.
4: Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa.
12: Guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide health care for our community. To discover more, please visit TGHealthSystem.com.
0: there are so many people in prominent positions who just don't know what the hell they're talking about and who, when confronted about not knowing what the hell they are talking about, bring up target trigger words like racial issues or whatever it may be to try to support their nonsensical argument. I have been watching in amusement in recent days at people discussing the Lamar Jackson situation. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson's gonna got the non-exclusive franchise tag. And he's now technically free to negotiate with any team in the league. And most of the teams in the league have said, Yeah, we're out. We don't, we don't want this guy. Richard Sherman has decided. To go on a crusade and throw Joe Burrow under the bus. He said 22 hours ago in one of the stupidest tweets that you ever read, this Lamar Jackson situation needs to get more attention. Teams would rather lose or employ worse players than pay a former MVP in his prime. Can you imagine Burrows, with an S, getting a non-exclusive tag and there being no interest? It's insane. couple things, Mr. Sherman. <laughs> let's compare Joe Burrow to Lamar Jackson, shall we? There's a reason why there would be interest in Joe Burrow when there's not interest in Lamar Jackson. There's a, there's a very clear reason why there would be interest. Joe Burrow has played. <clears throat> let's see. Four NFL seasons. Right? I'm sorry. my bad. No, my apologies. Joe Burrow has played three NFL seasons. Lamar Jackson has played five. Joe Burrow has two seasons with over 4,500 yards passing. Lamar Jackson has zero. Joe Burrow has two seasons with 4,000 yards passing. Lamar Jackson has zero. Joe Burrow has two seasons with over a 100 quarterback rating in three years. Lamar Jackson has won in five years. Joe Burrow has made it to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has not. Joe Burrow has led a team to the conference championship game twice in three years. Lamar Jackson has never done it once in five years. Joe Burrow has has played 16 games both in each of the last two seasons. Lamar Jackson has played 12-12 and and hasn't finished either season. Joe Burrow had 35 touchdown passes last season. Lamar Jackson had 33 touchdown passes in the last two seasons combined. Joe Burrow in 606 attempts through 12 interceptions. Lamar Jackson in 382 attempts in 2021 through 13 interceptions. I could go on and on and on. Comparing Joe Burrow to Lamar Jackson is an insulting argument. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Lamar Jackson is a middle-tier quarterback who just runs really fast and does explosive things. Lamar Jackson could run the football. Hey, that's awesome. You know who else could run the football? Running backs. I like running backs to run the football. I don't like my quarterback to run 150, 170 times a year. So let's talk about this. Who wins in the NFL? The guys who win in the NFL are the guys who could complete passes in the pocket on third and seven while getting hit. Lamar Jackson can't do that. You know how many in in five years? You know how many four thousand yard seasons Lamar Jackson has? I've I told you a minute ago zero. You know how many thirty nine hundred yard seasons he has? Zero. Thirty eight hundred yard seasons? Zero. Thirty seven yard uh, hundred yard seasons? Zero. Thirty five hundred yard seasons? Zero. Thirty three hundred yard seasons? Zero. Thirty one hundred yard seasons? One. He's had one 3,000-yard passing season in a five-year career. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. He's not good enough from the pocket to warrant all of the injury concerns because this is what's going to happen. It happens to every single one of those quarterbacks that plays with this style. He's going to at some point realize, I'm running too much, I'm getting hurt running. So he's going to start standing in the pocket. Is he good enough to beat you from the pocket? Absolutely, positively not. Joe Burrow money. Joe Burrow contract. Are you kidding me? Andy Dalton had a higher quarterback rating than Lamar Jackson did last season. Andy Dalton had a 7.6 yards per attempt ratio last season. Lamar Jackson, 6.9. Andy Dalton had 18 touchdown passes last year, Lamar Jackson 17, and I get it, Dalton played a couple more games, I got you. Andy Dalton had a higher completion percentage by four and a half completion, or by four and a half percent points over Lamar Jackson this season. Would you then give Andy Dalton Joe Burrow money? Absolutely not. We don't pay running backs in the NFL. Why? Why? Because they get injured. So why would we then pay a quarterback who wants to be a running back? A guy who's smaller than the average running back, standing 6'2", 212. A guy who, frankly, has a history already of getting injured. Why would we then give that guy the $200-plus of guaranteed money that he's expecting to receive? Oh, this situation needs way more attention. Imagine if this were Joe Burrow. Yeah, imagine if it were Joe Burrow. Imagine if it were Joe Burrow. An actual bona fide NFL starting quarterback at the highest level. All things that Lamar Jackson are not, or is not, rather. There was an opportunity for a big-time playoff matchup between Burrow and Jackson. Burrow was there. He was ready to go. He played in the game. Lamar Jackson, oh, my my knee is unstable. I can't play. It'd be a break. Can't play. It's two years in a row now you can't play when all the chips are on the table. It's an insult to the job that Richard Sherman is doing as an analyst to try to compare Joe Burrow as a quarterback to Lamar Jackson. In three seasons, really two and a half seasons, because Burrow missed 2020 after tearing his ACL for half of the season. In two and a half seasons, Burrow has 82 touchdown passes. In five seasons, Lamar Jackson has 101. Burrow has almost done in two and a half seasons as a passer where Lamar Jackson has done in five. Joe Burrow in two and a half seasons has 11,774 passing yards. Lamar Jackson in five seasons has 12,209. Burrow's about to pass him up in yards too. Joe Burrow in two and a half seasons has completed 68.2% of his passes. Lamar Jackson has completed 63.7. Joe Burrow has taken a franchise, the Bengals, that was an absolute laughing stock that has never been good in any of our lives and won or made it to the uh, Super Bowl once, won the AFC once, and made it to the AFC Championship game another time. Lamar Jackson took over a franchise that the two quarterbacks that preceded him won the Super Bowl with, and he hasn't done a damn thing with it. Not a damn thing. He makes it to the playoffs and folds. You know why he folds? Because in the playoffs, when it's third and seven, got to be able to complete a slant over the middle. It's not just, I'm going to break outside the tackle box and go run for a first down. That's not real life. That's not the way that the position is played at the highest level. I don't give a damn what Richard Sherman says. I don't give a damn what any analyst says. The fact that there's this insinuation that this is a black-white issue is insulting. Because guess what? The three quarterbacks in the NFL right now that have the most guaranteed money are Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. What do they all have in common? They all look more like Richard Sherman than they look like me. They're all black guys. Teams reward guys who are playing at the highest level. This insinuation of, I don't agree with this, so I'm going to play the race card. We've got to stop doing that as a society. Oh, this needs to be getting more attention. Imagine if it were Joe Burrow. Break, imagine if it were Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's going to do more. He's going to have exceeded Lamar Jackson's stats By next year, having played three fewer seasons or two fewer seasons, he's already won more than Lamar Jackson despite playing two fewer seasons. Joe Burrow deserves 200 plus million dollars guaranteed, fully guaranteed. I wouldn't give Lamar Jackson $80 million guaranteed. Because he's not going to be there when I need him the most. And whenever he's in his 30s, he's going to be out the league just like Robert Griffin the third, or he's going to be so slow and such a shell of himself like Russell Wilson that he won't be able to do anything. Goodness gracious. It's been such a ridiculous week for this type of stuff. When you got Kendrick Perkins talking about the MVP doing the same thing, saying that the voters are biased towards white players. That's why Jokic is the MVP. Because the voters are biased towards white players. <laughs> no, it's not the fact that Jokic is averaging a triple-double, right? It's because the voters are biased towards white players. And then he further backed down and said, oh, um, 80% of the voters are white people, which ESPN has already come back and made him apologize for that because it's not true. It's not factually, factually correct at all. And look, I think that Joel Embiid is the MVP. I'm a 76er guy, right? I think Joel Embiid should win the MVP. But the idea that somebody may have a different opinion is not that foreign to me, right? If someone else thinks that it's Jokic, I'm not going to then immediately call them a racist. I'm not going to immediately say that they're favoring the white man and trying to hold the black man down because they think that one guy has had a better season than the other guy. We could debate sports rationally here without having idiots like this on television constantly trying to divide and pull people apart. Richard Sherman was a dirty player in the NFL. Richard Sherman got arrested after playing in the NFL. Richard Sherman probably shouldn't even have the platform that he has because of some of the things that he's done off the field. Instead of trying to be divis- or divisive and trying to pull people apart, why aren't you more grateful, Richard Sherman, for the things that you do have? Wanted to talk about privileges and different things of that sort. Bro, if I would have gotten arrested for the stuff you got arrested for, my career in media would be over. You break, man. Talking about, whoa. What if it were Joe? This needs to get more attention. Joe Burrow's better than Lamar Jackson is. That's the reason why it wouldn't happen to Joe Burrow. He's better in every metric. Lamar's a better runner. That's it. But maybe there are some teams, a.k.a. the teams who want to win, who are going to employ a running back to run and are not going to ask their quarterback to take that beating. Get to break them all fired up. I've got our mailbag questions in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the
2: all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. I'm Dean Sabwa, candidate for greater Great Lafourche Port Commission, C. E. Serving the people of South Lafourche has been my commitment, from being a lifelong resident to serving 37 years in law enforcement, while also serving on the Lafourche Ambulance District and the Lafourche Fire District No. 3 boards. I feel that I can bring a fresh business sense to the Port Commission. So on March 25th, please vote for me, Dean Sabwa, for the Great Lafourche Port Commission, C.E. Early voting starts from March 11th through the 18th, paid for by Dean Sabwa Campaign Fund.
6: Guaranteed.
5: Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana grant program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes.
0: Play-by-play play here on KLEB. Let's get to our mailbag. We didn't get a chance to get to these yesterday, um, but we will get to them right now. If you have a mailbag question for me in the future, I'm at Casey underscore JustClare JustClareCasey at gmail.com. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Facebook. Find a way to get your question to me. You could text it to me if you got one. Figure out a way to make that happen. Uh, the first local, uh, our first question from a local listener wants to know, <laughs> Casey, with so many Uh, different teams to choose from who would be your pick as the top local prep baseball team? This is such a good question because there's so many different ways that you could go with this, but I think ultimately, and I don't think it's a stretch really when you say this, it's gotta be South Terrebonne, right? I mean, South Terrebonne is, or the defending state champions, South Terrebonne has a great deal returning off of that championship team. They've got a great offense. They're replacing a lot on the mound, but I do think that they're pitching very well. They've got a great coaching staff. And so far, their resume is extremely impressive, too. They're 8-0, and if you look at their eight wins, they've beaten or swept a, a usually very good Karrant Crow team, beat a very good Thibodeau team, beat a very good Willow School team, You know, got a good win over Bourgeois. So I think it's got to be South Terrebonne. But, boy, there are claims for everybody, man. <clears throat> like E.D. White, when Weimer's throwing especially. And, look, they've got other arms, too. But, you know, you heard Joe Tuton come on the other day and, like, hey, that Tyler Wymer kid, he, he's a monster out there on that mouth. When he's going, they could beat anybody. They're number one in their respective classification. Just got to win over Rumble. Um, I want to see a little more out of South Lafouche. You know, you beat up some 1-8, and 1-7, and 0-9 type teams. You get a, a gutsy win over Terrebonne. I don't know how good North Lake Christian is. I want to see a little more out of them before I put them at that highest level. I think Thibodeau, before it's all said and done, is going to end up being really good. I think they're going to be in position in our local 5A district. Can't forget about Central Lafouche. You know, they just got done beating Berwick. Would like to see a little more from them, too. But I think the safe choice is going with South Terrebonne at this stage of the season, but there are so many arguments to be made for so many different teams. <clears throat> Casey, who will Lamar Jackson play for in 2023? Um, I would assume it would be the Ravens, right? I mean, I just don't see a market anywhere else. I mean, the Jets are hungry for a quarterback, but they haven't been tied to him at any point during these discussions. Uh, Looking around at the other teams that need quarterbacks, the Texans haven't been tied to him. Uh, The 49ers maybe as a dark horse sleeper, Like could they potentially, knowing that a lot of their guys are hurt and are out, could they maybe try to roll that? I I haven't heard. I'm just guessing. The Falcons have said that they're out. The Commanders have said that they're out. It's got to be the Ravens, right? He's going to either come to terms on a long-term deal with the Ravens in the offseason or... Or he's going to play under the tag. (laughs) And look, here's something that Lamar Jackson needs to do. And I'm not going to go in this whole big tirade. I did that in the last segment of the show. If you're just tuning in, I went crazy on the Lamar Jackson situation in the last segment. Here's what Lamar Jackson needs to do. Bro, you got to hire an agent, dude. Like, the man doesn't have an agent right now. And while it's easy for me to kick him while he's down and say, you know, he doesn't deserve the money and blah, 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 blah. The truth of the matter is he's, he doesn't even have a snowball's chance in hell of getting the money until he hires an agent. These teams are going to walk all over you, bro. There are people that are paid handsomely to do this job, take advantage of them, and hire you an agent. It's all, Yeah, it's going to be a little expensive, right? 10% of $200 million or whatever you're trying to get is a lot of money. But guess what? You ain't getting the $200 million on your own, right? You're striking out. You're drawing dead. You're not getting any offers from anyone. You've got to hire an agent. That would be my best advice to him. Hire an agent. Negotiate this thing. Get with the Ravens and try to work out a long-term deal with them because it doesn't feel like there's great interest anywhere else. Will Matt McMahon be back as the LSU basketball coach next season? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Yes. Matt McMahon will be back. Um, I want to say this about LSU basketball. Right? Like I know that it was an unacceptable season in Baton Rouge, and you know it's still ongoing. There may be one game left. There may be a couple more games left, depending on how the conference tournament shakes out. It was really impressive yesterday for LSU to win an SEC tournament game. And I know. Look, you guys know me. I'm the biggest LSU snob that there is. I'm the guy who was whining and complaining when LSU was making college world series but they weren't winning as impressively as I thought they should while being there. It's like you guys know that I expect a lot of LSU athletics. But for as horrible of a season as it has been for LSU, and it has been a horrible basketball season, there's no sugarcoating that. The fact that LSU has not rolled over and played dead and the fact that they showed up to the SEC tournament and won a game yesterday and didn't quit and didn't give up. And, you know, they're still playing hard and they're still competing for Coach McMahon. That really was pretty impressive. And yeah, it was against Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's terrible. I get it. I understand. But guess what? LSU's pretty damn terrible, too. So to beat them 72 to 67 yesterday, neutral side game, you almost blew it. You had a big lead and you almost blew it. But to hold on and to compete and to just show that fight, right? To me, that's impressive. To me, that shows some character. To me, the fact that Coach McMahon has been able to hold on to the locker room this long despite such a rough year shows me that maybe there's some hope that next season and beyond the LSU team is going to be able to make some pretty significant improvements. Curious to see how they fare against Vanderbilt today. It's a team that they beat a couple weeks ago. be nice to get a second conference tournament win, and then who knows, man, maybe you could start yourself a little Cinderella story. That's extremely unlikely. I get that. <clears throat> but maybe you could put yourself in position to make things interesting out there. But the fact that they're still competing and playing hard to me, at least is very impressive. Who is your pick for the NBA MVP? A listener wants to know. I told you that early in the show. I think it's Joel Embiid. Um, and I understand I'm biased because I root for the 76ers because of my fandom of James Harden. Right. But Joel Embiid is incredible. <laughs> Joel beat averages 33.3 points per game, 10.1 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game. He shoots the ball from all over, three-point line, you know, mid-range. He shoots 53% from the field. He gets to the free throw line 12 times a game. He's a seven-footer who plays just like an absolute monster. And here's the reason why I give him the MVP over Jokic, who I think is also incredible. I give him the MVP over Jokic because I think he's a, he's he's a vastly superior defender. Joel Embiid is a two way player. He protects the rim for the 76ers. He guards on switches, gets blocks, gets steals. He is a legitimate two way player in the NBA. Jokic is kind of a matador on defense. Olay. You know, waving that red flag and just letting guys drive by him. Because of that ability to be a two way guy, I give the nod to Embiid. Look, here's the thing. Here's what I hate about sports debates: is it always becomes when you support one thing, you have to then say that the other thing that you're debating against sucks, and that's not a healthy way to live. Like I think it's okay to say both of these guys are awesome, but the way that people want you to debate today is for me to say that I think Embiid's the MVP. People want me to then turn around and say that I think Jokic is horrible and that I think Luka Doncic is horrible. No, I think that they're all great. And if I owned an NBA team, I would want any of the three to start my team with. But if you're asking me to pick one, then I think it's Embiid. He's the leading scorer. He's a better defender. I I just think that he's having a great year. But truly, I don't think you could go wrong with any of the options. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, will Zion come back at all this year? (laughs) God bless you to this listener. They must not be listening to the show every day, though. Because I told you from the day that Zion got hurt, the day that he pulled that hamstring against the 76ers, I told you that that initial time frame of all a couple of weeks, uh uh-uh, he ain't coming back. He's not going to come back. Hamstring injuries linger. Hamstring injuries don't go away easily. And when you're already made of glass to begin with and get hurt rolling out of bed, that thing's going to keep grabbing, that thing's going to keep pulling, that thing's going to keep nagging. It's already been two months since the injury, two months and one week since the injury. They say he's not coming back for at least two more weeks. So let's do that math. We're the 9th of March today, so that would mean... 16th, 23rd of March. So that would leave about 10 games left in the season. If he does come back in exactly two weeks, which I'm not buying, he's got one month to get back, so he's got to be back within the next four. No, he ain't coming back. Zion's not coming back. He's not going to play again this season. His body, and this is not a knock against him because the dude is incredible. It's actually heartbreaking, to be honest with you. But the way that he plays, it's just not conducive to success at the at the NBA level. That body type is not meant to be a basketball player. That body type and that skill set, there's so much cutting and, and shaking and moving and jumping and like It's not conducive to being a high-level basketball player. It's like Dontrell Willis. Y'all remember Dontrell Willis played for the Florida Marlins? Great pitcher, but everybody who watched Dontrell Willis throw knew this isn't going to last long because you could see the tendons in his elbow breaking as he was throwing a pitch. His release was so herky and jerky, and you could see his body breaking down before you as he threw a pitch. Zion's the same way. He plays a way and a style that is just so different from everyone else. I just don't know that physically you could hold up playing that way. And damn, if I ho- if I don't hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he plays 80 games next year. But all I have to go off of is history. And all history has told me is that a different piece of the of the car is going to break every time we rev up the engine. And I sincerely hope that's not right. I sincerely hope that's not the case. But at the end of the day, all I have is history to go off of. And he's never stayed healthy before. Why should he start staying healthy suddenly now? Casey, who's your pick for the Players' Championship this week? Well, James Schilling's my golf guy, and he told me, Jason Day, I'll pull up the leaderboard. I haven't watched a second of golf today. So I'll pull up the leaderboard, and I'll make an educated guess based off of somebody who has started their round and is playing well or maybe who hasn't teed off yet that I like. Uh, but James Schilling told me Jason Day. Let's go see how Jason Day is doing today. Jason Day also has played very well. He's even par through four, so not a bad start there. Um, looking at the leaderboard right now, we've got Chad Ramey, eight under par, Morikawa, seven under par, and then a bunch of other guys at like three, four, five under trailing behind. Um, looking at the board, and look, it's cheap, right? I'm not going to pick Justin Thomas. I'm not going to pick... John Rahm, like you could pick those guys anytime that they play. That That's cheap. I'm not going to do that. Um, I would have said Tony Finau, but he finished one over today. That's not a great start for him. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, for a sleeper pick, I'm going to go with. Hmm, I'm, I'm deciding between a couple. I'll go with Justin Rose. He's three under par in the clubhouse for today. Justin Rose hits the ball flush. You've got to hit and make solid contact on this course. Give me Justin Rose. I think he, after that 69, is going to keep the train rolling. <clears throat> Last question. Casey, Who's your favorite wrestler as a kid? Um, The earliest of the early version of Casey was a, was a Hulkamaniac like everybody else, right? Uh, I liked Hulk, rooted for Hulk, all that good stuff. Um then as I got to be like nine or ten and Hulk faded away, went do the WCW thing, then it became Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels was, you know, the boyhood dream has come true, you know, big Shawn Michaels guy. Then, of course, it was Stone Cold like everybody else, but I actually favored The Rock to Stone Cold, just I don't know, just preference. Today, I like the bad guys, man. I love AJ Styles when he was a bad guy. Unfortunately, he isn't one anymore. I love the bloodline. I love Roman Reigns. He's just a jerk. I think that's great. I loved Brock Lesnar when he was the champ. I know that's unpopular. Most of my wrestling fan friends disagree with that, but I loved when he and Heyman were ruling the show because it's realistic, right? Like, who's going to beat that guy's ass? No one in the UFC could do it. Why would AJ Styles be able to do it? Why would you know Dolph Ziggler be able to do it? You can't. He would beat you in a real fight, so that's more realistic. I liked when he was the champ. Um... I love L.A. Knight. I think that L.A. Knight is a future star. He's one of the guys I like now. But as a kid, I was a Hulkamaniac. Um, <laughs> I like the Bushwhackers. I mean, who Denton? Um Was never a big Bret Hart guy. I wish that I would have appreciated Bret Hart more. Um, let's see, who else? Were, were there any? I, I like Sting. Um, yeah, I mean, guy, I, I like the good guys, man. Any of the good guys from that era of the late '80s, early '90s. I, I was a fan of all of them. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, thank you guys so much for your questions. But when we get back out of the break, we're going to make our betting picks and wrap up the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout.
1: The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7
2: FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Day I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton
5: Ford, now offering 60 months 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford. 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big Town Inventory. Small Town prices. Offers good till April third. It's Mike to tell you for
8: Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely Residential Zero Turn Moors. Show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails. Operator comfort beyond compare. We've had a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the the deck with the neighbors on notice, gravely, driven from within. At Neil Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, La Rose, and Thibodeau.
9: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well this year go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
0: One more segment to go of play-by-play. Casey Discler here. And I didn't mean to turn that music all the way off, right? i like to hear a little Kurt Angle in the background. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors were Price's priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And Reggie Lade, Greater Lafouche Port Commission, Candidate Seat E. Sports Corner coming Saturday. You're talking about high school sports, college sports, everything in between. And we do not have another game on our local high school baseball schedule for this week. Let's get some betting picks, man. trap wrap up with some betting picks. We like to do that at the end of the show. Today in the NBA... I like over 233.5 for the Grizzlies and the Warriors. The Warriors don't guard. The Warriors are not good on the road. The Grizzlies are without John Morant. But I think that the over is going to carry this one because I think both teams are going to be able to score on the other. So give me over 233.5. I like the Sacramento Kings tonight. Minus two at home against the Knicks. The Kings are... And look, I know I'm the dude that mentioned on this show a couple days ago that like I didn't believe in the Kings in a playoff series. And I still don't, right? Like, I don't know that they could beat, like, the Warriors or the Suns or, like, those really veteran, experienced teams. I don't know they could beat them four out of seven. But the Kings have the city of Sacramento bought all the way in. Their home games are like a, a rave party. Like, people just cutting up, having a great time, loud, rowdy environment. The Kings have the support of that city. So when they play like a random Thursday game against the Knicks like tonight, I'm going to always assume that they're going to win that game <clears throat> because their home crowd environment is so damn good. So minus 2 to me is it looks I mean it just looks like a really good bet. I think that the Kings are going to win that one. College basketball action. There's so much to choose from, so much to pick from in college basketball today. We start with, um, let's go with Kansas minus three and a half over West Virginia. Kansas comes into the game as the number three team in the country. West Virginia is not at that level on a neutral side. I think three and a half is not enough. Let's go over 126 and a half for Tennessee and Ole Miss. Let's go with, oh, man, I want to play North Carolina and Virginia so bad, but I don't trust North Carolina to hell with it. Over 128.5 for North Carolina and Virginia. North Carolina plays with pace. They play with tempo. They get up and down the floor. I think they'll be able to score enough to carry that number and make Virginia play their style. Auburn plus three and a half over Arkansas. Neutral site game. I think Auburn's a dangerous team. I think they're a scary team. I like them to win that one. Um, Not touching LSU and Vanderbilt. Oh, no, indeed. That's that's too much of a number. Uh, Let's go Southern minus four and a half over Alabama A&M. Southern's a good basketball team. They've got a great chance to make the NCAA tournament. I like them to get the win over Alabama A&M. And then the last game that we're going to play today comes from the left coast where I'm going to take New Mexico plus three and a half over Utah State in a game that I think is actually going to be a really good game. I think that one's going to be able to go either way, but I like New Mexico plus three and a half over Utah State. I've been watching New Mexico a lot this year. I've been giving you a lot of their games to play, and we've had some pretty good luck with them. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Coach Della Huse for the time. Thanks to Coach Butch Terrio for the time. Hope that you guys have enjoyed today's show. I am out of here. We've got a middle school track meet today at Central LaFouche. So if you are a fan of our local middle schools, LCO, Golden Meadow, Lockport, Raceland, East Thibodeau, West Thibodeau, Sixth Ward, Bayou Blue, uh, if I missed anybody, my apologies in advance, uh, ED White, I'm sure will be out there as well. Go support those local kids at the track meet. That'll be happening at Central LaFouche. Field events around 3 or so, if I had to guess, maybe 2.30, something like that. Go support those kids. Give them your time and and your energy. As I know that um, we say this often here, it's not easy to be a student athlete, right? It requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of effort. So for the kids who stick it out, we like to support them, and we like to let them know that they're appreciated and that we think that what they're doing is really cool. So let's wrap it up. Tomorrow is a Friday. We've got Chandler who will be coming on. We've got Damien, who we hope will be coming on, and um, we should have a good show plan. That'll wrap it up for today. Casey just sign signing off. Have a great rest of the day, y'all. You're
1: listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.